Everybody ready? Yep. Oh. I gotta grab one more. Okay, sorry about that. So um, I'm gonna just go ahead and uh, call this meeting to order. I'm Casey Toomey. I serve as our assistant city manager. Uh, this is the CPRB board meeting for uh, April 13th. The reason order, who's serving as the chair tonight? The reason I'm calling the meeting to order is because our vice chair who was to serve as our chair, Jordan Bigford, has resigned from the CPRB effective today. And shouldn't there be a vote among the members who's going to chair the meeting? Robert's rules. Let's follow them. What I was about to do was ask for a volunteer from the board who would be willing to run this meeting this evening. We could, there are several options. We can have someone run the meeting this evening as a volunteer and add the election of a chair to our meeting next month. We can add to your agenda this evening to have election of a chair tonight or there are other options that the board may want to consider. So that is our first topic for discussion this evening. Well, we definitely need to, um, Any other volunteers to run or other discussion? Sorry. My suggestion would be given the number four and the fact that we are without both chair and vice chair at this point, my suggestion would be to select a chair pro tem to serve until there are, um, until the board is full. Um, I don't know when that might happen but it seems that what, what we really need is for somebody to take a leadership position, um, run the meetings, see to the agenda, and at some point when it's not, um, you know, picking two people out of four, then select a chair uh, who would serve out the remainder of the term. Do we have any idea when the board will receive more members? Casey, you probably would have some input on that. Uh, my input would be that the appointments are uh, made at the discretion of the mayor with the approval of the city commission as a whole. So um, the, the mayor obviously has to be notified that there is this vacancy. Um, there have to be applicants. There, uh, There's a process that, that goes through, and then there would need to be a city commission agenda um, that those appointments could be placed upon. There was one, one vacancy created after last month's meeting. Has there been any progress in filling that position that we know of? Because of the nature of our advisory board policy, the appointments are really out of the purview of staff. That's all handled um, by the elected officials. So I don't have an answer for you um, to that question. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm fine with Dr. Turner 
doing it in a pro tem manner. Um, and, and I have no reason to oppose that either. Uh, I would have suggested Stephanie Littleton simply because of her tenure on the board. The rest of us are fairly new. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, and I was going to suggest that perhaps. Um, yeah, well, yeah, that's fine, too. It, not to no inter, intercede here, if, but if it's helpful it, to you all, we could look at the bylaws that talk about the duties of the chair. Um, or there's also a section in the bylaws that says, um, in the event that the office of the chair becomes vacant, the vice chair shall succeed that office for the unexpired term. In the event that the office of vice chair becomes vacant, the board shall at their next regular meeting, sorry, at the next regular meeting, elect a member to secede to that office for the unexpired term. So I don't know if that can guide you all or not. And based on our last meeting, we decided that we were going to vote at this meeting on our new chair. So we probably should go ahead. Um, we don't have no idea how it's appointed. And for the sake of the community and the work group and the other events that we have coming up, we probably should go ahead and vote for a chair. Um, it may be scheduled the next meeting to vote for vice chair. That would be my recommendation. So we have a lot of um, options on the table. I suppose um, if somebody wants to make a motion, that would uh, maybe move our discussion forward. I would also vote, um, or I would recommend that since we now have a resignation today, that we have one person run the meeting tonight, and then we look to vote for both on the next meeting. Was that a motion? Um, sure, that'll be a motion. How about that? I would second that motion. I, I just don't think it's appropriate to, with barely a quorum on the board, uh, make a long-term decision. Well, we're probably going to have to make that long-term decision next We might month. have to. Well, and, we might not. And, but we also don't know if we have anybody incoming, you know, and we have just barely a quorum, so. Well, I think it's contradicting. I mean, in the last meeting, we knew that um, Chair James Minor had resigned and that this meeting with the purpose was to vote for a new chair that was specified and on the recording. Um, I, I do agree that the next meeting, we should vote for the vice chair because none of us were informed via email that Jordan Bickford had resigned. Um, at least I wasn't, so. Um, I'm not going to oppose your motion. Um, I just think that at this point, we need leadership to step up, and it needs to be now. So the motion was to have a volunteer tonight and then have elections for chair and vice chair at the next meeting. Yes. There was a second. There's been discussion. Um, all those in favor, we need to take a roll call vote. So um, let's see, uh, Board Member Littleton. Uh, aye. In favor. Board Member Clary. In favor. Board Member Temple. Yes. Board Member Turner. Sure. Okay. Uh, so was that everybody? Yes. Okay. So that motion passes. So, okay. Now who, so Dr. Turner volunteered. Board member Littleton 
volunteered or was volunteered? <clears throat> Thoughts? I'm actually in favor of Dr. Turner and she stepped up first. I think, you know, I'm, I'm good with that for her to do so. I was hoping to get some speeches, nomination speeches, <laughs> but uh, we'll save those. You want to streamline this meeting, I guess. <laughs> so Dr. Turner, you're okay. up. All right. Let's All right. Get so the first thing on the agenda tonight is for us to approve the previous minutes from January 12th and from March 9th. Um, I'm obviously going to have to step forth a motion for approval for the January 12th, 2023 minutes. Is there any battle uh, or any other, um, you know, response for that? Please come forward now. Dr. Turner, your uh, audio was cutting out a little bit. I'm sorry, the, the first part of your comments, did you say you were putting forth that motion? Yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, we need to receive public comment before we are able to make a motion. Based on the agenda, the approving minutes come before the public comment. So I want to make sure I understand what you're getting at. Uh, in the past, the board has received public comment for each agenda item. Okay. Okay. Um, so we can go through the board members and then go through the public. Yes. Okay. Is there any opposition from the board members for the minutes from January 12th or March 9th, 2023? Since I was not present for that meeting, I was going to abstain, but it looks like you need a vote to get a quorum or a majority. So, no, I don't have any comments on it. Any other words? No comments. Same issue with me. I have no basis. Okay, now if any at any time if the public would like to come forward and make comments on the minutes from January 9th or March 9th, 2023, please come forward. Mr. Irvy, before you begin, I just wanted to clarify since we have a different person serving as chair. Three minutes has been sort of the time that we have allowed. Is that your your Correct. And just to clarify, I'm not the chair. We haven't voted. That's the next yes, meeting. Sorry, but, mm, serving as three minutes has been the standard. Yeah. The public is fine with the three minutes. Okay. Thank you. Go ahead. In the March 9th meeting minutes, you'll see that the board voted to direct Chief Lockhart to respond to complaint PC 22-129. That response has not been received. What minutes are we looking at? Uh, I thought we were looking at like January minutes. We're looking at the January minutes, not. Yeah, she had both of them up, and she said both of them. January, March. We're looking, we're looking at January 12th, excuse me if I misstated that, January 12th, 2023, and the 23 minutes. Okay, so, this, sorry to be like this. They were two separate agenda items. <laughs> so I I was not tracking that we were having public comment for both of them. So I, I'm just clarifying so that everybody knows what we're doing. So that was public comment for both sets of minutes. Okay. 
Yeah, and I'll make sure that I specify that more clearly. I assume that it we're just trying to approve the previous agenda minutes that are on recording and move forward with this meeting. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, so that... So I think the member of the public wanted to comment on the second set of minutes to review. Okay, so Mr. Irvy, I apologize for the lack of clarity for you. On March meeting minutes, you'll see that this board directed the chief of police with the authority that the board has to respond to complaint PC 22-129, the complaint that was closed, which is not one of the items listed. And that response has yet to be received. And I wanna remind the board that when the chief of police came in here at that meeting and described how difficult it was to locate the person involved, that advocates within days located that person and had a recorded statement that we provided to you. Dr. Turner, there's no other public comment. Oh, I apologize, there is on Zoom. Mr. Watson's hand is up. Hey, thanks. Just to sensitize Dr. Turner to an issue with respect to the importance of the minutes and asking for public comment is the reality that the comments or that the minutes are insufficient to reflect what went on in the meeting, Dr. Turner. They're sanitized. They make certain to just uh, say this point, this point, this point, it doesn't give you any feel. So sometimes there is a protestation with respect to that in an effort to try to get the process to change, to return back to keeping actual minutes so people can understand what is going on. The argument that is given is that it, because the video record exists, there is no need to go into the detail of minutes and that it takes up staff time. The reality is with drag into speech software, it's, it's an excuse because these video minutes are not researchable at this point in time. So anyway, that's why we ask for pub, or that's why public comment has been asked. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to protest it this this minute though. Thank you. I don't see any other public comment. Um, and I, I took notice of both of the um, commenters' um, responses, and I think it's helpful that we all take notes um, on the public comment because the next item on the agenda is, of course, public comment. Um, <clears throat> and we have a, a couple of public comments. One was added on 4-10-2023. And this is from Mr. Watts. Um, Before we move on, we need to vote on the motion, or we need to to wrap up the conversation about the minutes? Honestly, I thought that the board member stated they had no opposition to it. So go ahead, we can do the formalization. So we need a we need a motion to approve both those sets of minutes, a second, and then a, a roll call okay. vote of the board. Okay, I motion to approve the minutes for January 12th, 2023 and March 9th, 2023. Um, but we may need to um, make some revision based on Mr. Watts' comments, um, as well as uh, the other public comment comments. Anything to say? Go ahead. I second the motion. Just apologize. I I did want to make a comment. So on the meeting, this is 
proper. Uh huh. Okay. Um, and I just simply wanted to ask the chief a, a question because I think he did answer uh, to let us know, but it's on the um, March 9th meeting minutes. I'm asking for updated policy um, to the city, and I believe that's been done. Asking for what? Um, updated uh, the PDF that's put oh, to yeah, them. Okay. Yeah, and I just wanted to gain clarification for the public to let them yeah. know that that's been done. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's been uh, updated to the city website um, just since that is in the March meeting minutes. I just wanted to note that. As to the minutes themselves, I would note that uh, the March 9th minutes reflect that uh, the police department was uh, directed to issue notification of findings for PC 22-129. Um, so that is not absent from the minutes. As to January, I have no basis to um, dispute the minutes, but none to really uh, approve them either, but I would second the motion as to March 9th. The motion is to both of them. So, isn't it? Well, you want to, you, you need to move to separate the items if you want to vote differently on each one. That's probably true. I'm, 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 uh, I'm just clarifying that I don't have any reason to dispute them. And I'll second the motion as made. So now we have a motion and a second to approve both sets of minutes. And now we, any more discussion before we vote? Okay, so now we need a roll call vote. So Dr. Turner, is it easier for you if I just call the names of the board? So we're calling for a vote, Chris. Right, so, but we do it by a roll call. So we say each board member's name and then each okay. person says their vote. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, board member Littleton, would you like to um, offer your vote for the um, approval of the minutes for January 12, 2023 and March 9th of 2023? Aye, I'm in favor. Okay. Uh, board member Clary, would you Aye. like to approve? Okay. Uh, board member um, Temple? Yes, aye. Okay, so um, Mr. Tomei, or Ms. Tomei, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you place your vote, Dr. Turner? My vote as Dr. Turner is um, I, yes. All right, <laughs> so those pass. Okay. Now we're ready to move on to the document. Okay. Okay, so next on the agenda is um, public comment, of course, and we have a couple of submissions. Um, the first one is um, was added on 4-10-2023, um, and I just would want to make sure that I'm doing this correctly, but um, based on um, the submission, I just want to make sure the board had a chance to read it. Um, it's, uh, of course, about, you know, Reimagining um, the policing and um, force. Um, you know, I'm sure I'm saying this correctly, but 
Um, I would also want, would like to give Mr. Watts a chance to explain and, and discuss this, but of course I would like to also give the board members an opportunity to um, you know, state anything if they have had an opportunity to read these submissions. So um, Ms. Mr. Tomei, if there's anything I'm doing inaccurately, please let me know. Um, you're doing okay so far. There is some language on the agenda that um, we should read that okay. relates public comment. So if you would like to read that, do you have an agenda in easily in front of you or, or I'm happy to I have the agenda in front of me. I have the agenda items in front of me. Okay. So there's a gray box under the public comment heading. Okay. That starts the public is allowed to speak. Do you Perfect. see that on the agenda? That's the part that the chair would normally read every time. Mm -hmm. Well, just at the beginning section of the agenda. Okay. All right. Well, um, the, the public, of course, is allowed to speak in regards to the um, submission from just the one right now from 410-2023. Well, typically how it works is this is general public comment. So, the public is allowed to give public comment on items that aren't otherwise on the agenda. Um, the, the language there goes on to say that they have to be recognized by the chair, um, except that any complaint or comments regarding individually identifiable officers are not allowed. Rather, any such comments or complaints may be provided to the board in writing, and the board will forward such comments or complaints to the appropriate person within the Lawrence Police Department. The board may establish reasonable limitations on the allowable length of public comment, and as a general practice, the board will not discuss or debate these items, nor will it make decisions on items presented during this time. So how this typically works at the city commission is the, the, the commission receives public comment. They don't discuss or debate it. Um, there is a later time on the agenda for the CPRB under future agenda items where we can talk about if there are things that come up through that public comment that you all as a board reach consensus that you all want to have on a future agenda. Is that helpful to all of you? from my understanding is um, to get up and, and kind of explain or discuss what what the issue is they're presenting like by any correspondence or decisions or any you know commentary that we want to make of the board externally so um doing kind of the process of general public comment this bill would fall in the allotted three minutes to allow Mr. Watts to be able to speak based on the submission of this piece for general public comment, correct? Yes, if folks um, submit comment in writing, we attach it to the agenda um, if they meet the deadline that's outlined on the agenda. Uh, and then folks can also provide verbal or their public comment in person. And so that's that's where we're here at this point on our agenda is to receive the, you highlighted the ones that we've received in writing. And then now would be a time to ask for public comment from those folks who are um, here with us in the meeting room and then on Zoom. Correct. Okay. So that's what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to ask for general. Okay. 
in response to the submission that were provided. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Watts. So the, the, the public comment isn't in, it, it isn't comment on those public comments that were submitted. It's anybody in the public who has other public, like who has something they want to bring up that's not on the agenda. So Mr. Watts's public comment that you're referring to, he submitted in writing. If he wants to give three minutes of public comment verbally as well, he's happy. He, we can have that happen. Is that what you're? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So honestly, we have only maybe a couple of regular citizens that attend these meetings for public comment every week. So even if they submitted it, they obviously probably are a part of the general public. Right. So, so, Mr. Watts, why don't you go, and then we we can get the ones here in the in the room after after you go. Okay. okay, I appreciate the effort in going through with this, and I don't want the clock to be running right now because I'd like to clarify. I'd like to get a further clarification. I appreciate what Dr. Turner has attempted to do, and Dr. Turner, just because they didn't do it in the past doesn't mean you can't do it now. Although with a one one meeting, yeah. Am I supposed to be able to talk about the submission in addition to what else I want to talk about? Because I wasn't prepared to talk about what I submitted. Uh, Dr. Turner, you only get three minutes is the way it's been in the past, period. Doesn't matter what you send in or what you want to talk about, three minutes. If I can talk about what I sent in in addition to what I want to talk about, that'll be great. But you're saying, I see Ms. Littleton shaking her head. So clarification, please. The clarification I would offer is typically you have three minutes. What well, you talk about in your three minutes is up to Dr. you. Dr. Turner's running the meeting right now, Ms. Toomey. That's true. Dr. Turner? I'm not trying to put you on the spot, Dr. Turner, so I'll just, I'll acquiesce at this time. You know, it's okay. Here, here's what here's what I had prepared for the day, and that was last month, the town police department was presented what was included in the monthly use of force report. We learned that there are many kinds of physical force used by police, and these different kinds are not included in our town's use of force report. Any other type of report these many kinds of physical force may go into do not include details of any force. Rather, sanitized remarks like a minimal amount of force was utilized or words to that effect instead of, oh, we hit him three times in the chest or in the kidneys or whatever. You know, use of force statistics are how we as a community keep track of how often our police are compelled to physically strike and beat people to keep us all safe and secure. Uh, but what value is this statistic for our community when police are not keeping track of many, many instances of police use of force? If whatever happened is not a big deal, it's not, it's not going to be included in a force report statistic, it's no big deal. Our current use of force policy underscores the fact in reality our police civil servants are permitted to strike and beat people about the body below the head with fists, karate chops, and other open palm attacks, knees, elbows, as well as using painful pressure points on the human body. And as the policy is currently written, police are permitted and encouraged to kick and knee the human body anywhere below the head, including the groin, neck, kidneys, liver, wherever. As long as it's below the head, it doesn't get into a use of force report. Uh, 
Is our town comfortable with reality any contact or striking of a person by our town police, which is below the head? Doesn't count? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it is. I don't think the general public thinks it is. And so we're playing fancy games with words and a written policy because the policy allows it. Rich knows it. I know it. Lexipole knows it. Okay, that's enough for now. Thank you. Dr. Tornado. Sorry. Go ahead. You're fine. You're fine. Thank you for your... Is there any other public comment? There is here in the chambers. There's a lot I want to say, but this is about the best I can come up with. This board is fully becoming the window dressing that Jane Gibson said it was when she resigned in disgust over Lockhart's Ford v. Chrysler conversation, whatever that was. Let's talk about what happened since. The chief told you threatening to charge to gain compliance was common practice. Jordan Bickford brought that out of him one night. 42 U.S.C. 1983 is the code that would cover that, and he knows it. He was called out on it. I'm not recording tonight, Chief, because you can sit there and smile, and I want you guys to see how he acts. He, he thinks this is funny. He thinks this is a joke. I mean, do you guys really see this? I'm up here speaking serious things, and this is how he thinks it is. You need to pay attention. Look over there. Look over there. I'm going to spin. You guys look over there. Oh, wait. I want you to see the way he looks right now. That's contempt from a public servant. Shortly afterward, he and the city attorneys put a memo out saying it wasn't a threat. It was just a warning. The chief told the CPRB members they could not review anything given to them by a citizen without him being included. This is the Citizens Police Review Board. This happened. The chief then told CPRB members they could not adjourn to executive session without coordinating that. It's not the way the rules work. The chief told you a fabricated narrative of events in an effort to defend himself from the real and factually based allegations I've made about his officer's conduct. Anthony Kennan. <clears throat> In this meeting, he violated meeting rules by speaking the way he did, and he lied. The chief closed an OPA case of alleged bias, not one of the options that he has as a disposition, further indicating the department could not locate the affected homeless person. That person was located by advocates within days and a statement provided to authorities. This is the first time I've read from something in almost a year. <clears throat> the chief then worked with city attorneys to craft out a way, craft a way out of his poly policy violations simply because they don't like someone in their playpen playing with their toys. The one actual bias complaint that you might actually get to review being yanked from your grasp by the people who have been working against you. And now I got a trespassing charge against me when they have relaxed and forgiven all other trespasses at the North Lawrence support site, directly causing 
the situation out there to become extremely dangerous, resulting in a brutal rape. The woman cannot fucking walk. That's three minutes. You need to find out why all this is happening or you just need to resign. Um, thank, you, thank you both for your public comment, and um, I can assure you both, and we will consider everything that you guys are saying, okay? Um, um, Ms. Tomei, I want to make sure that I'm doing this. Say that again? He gave me while I was speaking. That was pure disdain. Oh, Dr. Turner? If somebody is out of order, it's within your right running the meeting to tell them they're out of order. You can offer them a warning. And if they continue to be out of order, you can ask that they be removed from the room. I'll leave. Dr. Turner wasn't able to see the way he looked. I hope you guys will tell her the way he was looking because that is disdain. And we're going to get you back, Chief. Okay. I, I'm... I'm different. I'm a little bit different than former. I believe that I understand that citizens can be angry and upset in response to the issues that they feel compassionate about. But I'm going to do my best to control the meeting and move it forward to our next agenda item. And as I stated, um, real consideration that you guys are saying in the public comment, um, at least on my part, I have noted everything that had been said and discussed with my colleagues what has been said. Um, that being said, um, Ms. Tomei, I would go forward with the next agenda item, but it says that it's the vice chair election, and of course, we did a motion vote to this meeting, um, so I want to make sure that I can proceed forward so that we can have updates from our subcommittees. Yep, that is correct. You're ready to move forward. Okay, thank you. Um, <clears throat> Sorry, Dr. Turner. Sorry. Yeah. I just wanted to say thank you for some grace. I think that we need to give some grace here once in a while. So, so I, I appreciate that. Did you see that? That's yeah. the guy that's going to be setting the example in your department. That's the disdain that he shows for the citizen. And that's why it leads off on you guys that we're talking about. And we need some help. And I'm sick of seeing that face. Look at me the way he does sitting in that chair. People are getting hurt in this community, and you're doing nothing but hurt me. And, and, and this board arrest me. I don't give a fuck anymore. This board is not doing anything to help us. People are out there getting hurt, and you guys can't even run a meeting. How many, how many hours have you sit and watch city commission meetings or other board meetings? And you can't simply just run a meeting. You don't care. Excuse me. Excuse me. This is just a couple. I would ask. I would move to find that Mr. Irvani is out of order at this point. Yes. Yeah. I'll withdraw my motion since it's moot now. He's sure. I do believe he's gone. Yeah, sir, I, I understand your emotional feelings about what you're going through. I just want us to be able to proceed with our meeting and do our due diligence. Um, we can only do so much, but we are here um, for the community, and I can promise you that each and every one of us on this board are determined to help the community and our police. So um, just please keep the peace so that you're not removed. 
please, I'm begging you, um, because we do value your input, okay? Um, moving forward, please, um, can we get some updates on our subcommittees? And um, this will start with the policy committee. Yeah, I'll take that, Dr. Turner. Sorry, do you have a certain, mm -hmm. certain comments on it? No, I'm just giving with the notes that I had. Okay. But whatever you Dr. Turner, can we move to community engagement and give me a minute to read some of these uh, notes and I would come back to that? You said you don't have any update for the policy committee? Um, no, that's not accurate. I just asked if you could move to be to the community engagement first and then come back to the policy committee, please. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, Greg? Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Temple, would you like to talk about the community engagement, the meeting we just had with, um, I think it was uh, Lieutenant Grady? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, the remaining members on the community outreach committee is Dr. Turner and myself. And uh, that uh, committee is um, doing what's called for in um, our duties uh, at 1-2504 uh, of the city code, subsection A3, assist the police department with community outreach opportunities involving racial and other bias-based policing prevention. So uh, Dr. Turner and I met with Lieutenant Grady, uh, chief was out of town at the time and he, uh, asked Lieutenant Grady to be in the meeting. We wanted to include the police because obviously it says assist the police department. And so uh, I guess I read that as uh, working with them to try to come up with a community outreach strategy. And so uh, we talked about uh, various ways of getting the process of making a complaint to the public and uh, we often get, we hear that the public, one, doesn't either doesn't know about complaint possibility or two, is uh, too afraid or intimidated to get involved in that process. So uh, we talked about doing a number of things. Uh, first of all, I guess, uh, putting together a flyer that explains the process behind uh, complaints how to make a complaint, uh, what types of complaints the board has uh, jurisdiction to consider, and how a, a decision by the police department can be appealed. And so having a flyer in hand that tried to set that out clearly but simply uh, would be helpful. Uh, that flyer could be put in uh, public areas like the police department lobby, the library here at City Hall, um, that flyer could be used if we meet with groups out there uh, to help explain the process. I guess I'm kind of a process guy, and I, I'm, I want to, I, I don't think enough's been done to work on the process 
so that people know what it is out there and shouldn't be afraid of it. So uh, we could also put together some um, um, displays that could be in different areas uh, that explain it. You know, a big, a large display that has uh, a flowchart on how it works and what the protections are for those who would bring a complaint. We could attend different events and have a table set up where we could distribute the um, brochure and explain the process. Um, we could meet with the bias-based police team to, to make sure that police department is totally familiar with the process so they can help explain it too. Um, some of the groups we could attend would be events of some of the what would be considered marginalized members of the community uh, to try to let them know what the process is. So that's the community outreach that uh, we talked about in some detail. Dr. Turner, do you feel free to jump in on other things that we talked about? Yeah, I just want to add um, that one of the things that were discussed our meeting um, with Lieutenant Grady was that in addition to attending events such as like the upcoming Pride event is that we can also, um, at least from my standpoint, I encourage us to get a better understanding of what the public feels are issues with um, in terms of like racial um, and bias policing in the community because I feel like we are really dedicated to the complaint process, but we also do not have a good understanding of what some of the issues are among citizens that, you know, if we can at least communicate with um, the citizens and get obtain whether that's through a survey or some other means to get a better understanding of what they believe issues are, we can relay that to the police um, officers um, that we come in contact with, such as the chief, and they can relay it to um, their colleagues, because one of the things I realized in our meeting with Lieutenant Grady is that um, the public might not be aware of how much they hold each other accountable. Um, and that's something that's really, really important um, because there seems to be a lot of misconceptions going on. And um, so that's just something I want to throw in there is that when we're doing these things and educating about the complaint process, it's also to encourage um, an improvement in the the community police engagement. So add that in there, um, such as some of the public submissions, make sure that the the issue. So um, I'll just leave it at that. Um, go ahead. If we can move forward with the police, the policy committee. Let me, if I can, make one more comment here. We've, uh, Dr. Turner and I are putting together a draft flyer or brochure. And um, we'll, I mean, her and I will work together to try to come up with a draft that both of us are comfortable with. We would share that. And I'm kind of giving you a roadmap here so that you can tell us or tell me if we're <laughs> if we're going off on a tangent here. But we'd also run that by uh, the police department, the chief, to make sure that he thinks everything in it is accurate and uh, helpful. Uh, we might run it by 
well, we'd run it by this uh, this group before anything went to print, of course, to get your approval. Um, and so I would anticipate that we would have a draft by next meeting that we could show to the board here with that would have gone through police department and us two um, for your comment. So that would be our plan for the next meeting. Right. This board member Littleton. Um, so Greg, you're, uh, yourself and Dr. Turner are considering, and this is strictly out into the different public places. Are you speaking of on to the website as well for the PD uh, combination? Or? You bet. Yeah. Okay. As many places as we can think of. Sure. Um, I do know, and this takes me back a few years, and I don't know that we ever got it into some form of writing, but in, and I, your ideas are, are terrific because we talked about this many times in the last couple of years of getting to this point of putting something out to help guide folks on complaints um, into the library. We named lots of places as you're going down that same road that we did, but I don't know. I'll have to go back and I'll do a little bit of homework to see if we actually put something. I thought we might have started something to just provide you as well if I do find it. Sure. But I think the idea is fantastic. I think it's a definitely a necessity. So, and as you go forward, if you, you know, uh, we have anything to input, we'll certainly give you, you know, some thoughts on it too, but it's a great idea. Yeah. And board, board member Littleton, um, could you, uh, am I also about the survey that you had spoken about that you had completed um, prior, um, earlier in your board member year? I just, you know, have some ideas about maybe um, creating another type of survey that we can administer to the community, try to identify some of the key issues that citizens are feeling or priority when it comes to uh, pertaining to racial and bias policing with our police force. Um, so I might just reach out to you about that. Absolutely. Um, just kind of to give a little insight real quick. So we did run a Lawrence Listens um, back about two years ago, had over 300 responses. We actually reached out to 19 different entities in person between all of our board members. Um, and that was in the, in the process of revising the ordinance is what we were doing. And we got, there's lots of feedback that's probably still in our database. I know I have still that myself um, because the feedback was phenomenal. Uh, and it was all compiled to go in, you know, we pulled it together. We worked for, for months as a board to help incorporate it into to our revised ordinance. So I can certainly give some some thoughts on that, how that went and how we did it. Yeah, I mean, I, it seems to me that we need to be careful that we address the ordinance as it actually exists now. And I know it's easy to go off. I would call it a tangent, but uh, onto related topics that are more appropriate for the work group, meaning this is what we think the ordinance should cover, even though it doesn't cover it now. I'm looking at creating a flyer that says what the ordinance is now. It, of course, can be easily modified if things change and uh, uh I recognize that. So we wouldn't print out a million of them. Right, right. <laughs> but, <laughs> we, I think we need to focus on the process as it exists now. And if you're gathering input from the public on what they think the ordinance should do, 
that seems to me to be more appropriate for the work group. And the work group, is, as I understand it at this point, is going to have at least two public comment meetings uh, where they'll bring in the public to tell the work group what they think an ordinance should have in it. So I guess I'm trying to, to draw the line there where we're dealing with the ordinance as it exists now and asking people, well, what do you want the ordinance to have to it would be more appropriate for that work group, it seems to me. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I understand you've got the twofold going, but to get if you were to come up with a product that you really like that you and Dr. Turner like and present, I mean, there's no reason why we couldn't get that out today without printing out a bunch, like you said. So, I mean, you got to keep the work going, right? And right. try to keep moving forward until as such other things change up and keeping those separate of what is it you'd really like versus what it is today. I get that. So. Okay. Well, in light of time, um, do we have any updates from the policy committee? Um, this board member Littleton, what I would say is we it was it was kind of a short conversation about the policy subcommittee more than getting kind of getting to know because there was a board new new board member with older board members. But what I would say, and I'll leave this for future agenda to discuss, is we started getting into the use of force policy, and there are some uh, parts of that we would like to look into further. And I think that's where we really just didn't get very far into it. But in light of the last meeting, um, trying to understand and really digest all of that with uh, the reportable versus incident reports and, and the way it's laid out. So we're going to look into that further. Okay. Yeah, no, I think that's um, a kind of a wonderful approach in terms of the policy committee, um, especially given how many times we've have kind of heard come forth about, you know, the use of force. So I think that's, that's wonderful. Um, I will say, Miss um, Tome, that I did not make this agenda. So the next um, item is about the work group and it says discuss opportunities for public. <laughs> so um, I just want to put that out there. Um, I'm not familiar with what that is. <laughs> um, I'm happy to um, relay an update uh, from my perspective as being the project manager with the work group. And I don't know the conversations that those of you who are also on that work group have had with Jonathan um, Morris, our consultant. But um, in my conversation with uh, Jordan Bickford, who has the vice chair who had ascended via the bylaws to the role of chair for this meeting. And I had had a conversation about that. What uh, we wanted to convey was that there were going to be opportunities for public comment and board member Temple uh, alluded to it in his remarks earlier that um, there are, the plan currently for that work group is to have some meetings that are work meetings for the work group. And while the public will be invited to attend those to observe them, um, those meetings by design currently will not include public comment as a component. Instead, the public comment will be held at um, in separate meetings uh, dedicated to receiving public comment. Um, Jonathan and his facilitation team uh, will lead those. They refer to them as community conversations. Uh, and currently he's thinking there will be two in that process. So um, just wanted to bring that to you all in terms of an update. We're 
Jonathan is still working to make sure that um, the days and times for the work group meetings work for all 12 folks. And we're um, very hopeful to be able to announce um, one of two potential dates for the first meeting here in the next three or four weeks. So that's the update that I would offer if there are others who are on that work group who have anything to add, um, I'd certainly invite them to do so. This board member Littleton, can, can I ask you a question, Casey, regarding that? Um, is there, do we know um, for the public meetings, how long those may be, how long they go and how long do the, does the public get to speak? I mean, are they held to a certain amount of time? Um, we haven't gotten into the details, uh, Jonathan and I, in our conversations about that, other than to say that that would be the only uh, sort of agenda item would be to have those conversations. Um, I think he said that usually two to three hours is kind of um, the, the time frame. Um, he also indicated that they are not a, they're, they're designed uh, to generate conversation. So they're not a microphone at a podium. Um, they might look different than that, I guess, is what I would say. Uh, so if is that answering your question? Yeah, and, and I'll let Dr. Turner know this. In talking, um, when we were all trying to give information uh, back to Jordan as far as for our agenda, one of the things that, that I had asked to entertain was possibly um, doing a special meeting to have a public discussion because we've, we're having lots of public requests, especially even in the last meeting, to provide input to us about, you know, the board's duties and such. And we don't want to conflict with the work group, um, but we also want to be able to provide, you know, and get that going at some reasonable time frame. So if I guess I would just ask if we could keep be kept apprised so we know what, you know, if it's not going to fulfill what what we want versus if it does, of course, that would be terrific. But just so we kind of know, should we consider that to put on for a future special meeting or not? Um, so anyway. I guess my response would be that I think that that the the work group um <clears throat> at their first meeting is going to talk through kind of the the entire process. But um, I believe that these community conversations are that they're the special meeting of the work group uh, to hear the hear public input. Um, and the conversation that Jonathan and I have had to date have been kind of a meeting of the work group. So sort of a work session, work session, community conversation, work session, work session, community conversation over the course of that four month period. So, and there's two of them. That's what he and I have kind of talked about, you know, are in his design of his process right at this point. Okay, thank you. Is that answering your question? Oh, yes, okay. yes, thank you. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you, um, Mrs. Tomei. That was really helpful. Um, I do know that I did receive um, all the you know, solidification and, and making sure that we're getting in the process of getting the day solidified. Um, at this time, based on our past meetings, normally we would allow public comment before we move into um, the thing that we received from Chief. Um, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to allow public comment, general public comment for anything pertaining to our subcommittees. 
Mr. Watts. Mr. Watts, you're on mute. Hi, thank you. You know, what a load of malarkey. Why are you calling it a community meeting? I have no interest whatsoever, and no, neither do the people that I know that want to meet with Jonathan Morris and have our remarks uh, sanitized and presented. So this idea of not being able to participate in the community work group, which is the way it was originally set up, is wrong. When are we going to have an opportunity to have a dialogue directly with the police so that we can counter their cop-splaining? You have us, the public, talk first, and then they assuage with bullshit, and nobody nobody challenges it. We got Greg Temple, who all of a sudden comes forward. He hadn't been anywhere to be seen. And we got Brenda Clary. Both of them end up on the work group. How the hell did that happen in terms of knocking Littleton off of this? It's all good. It's a rigged deck. The deck is stacked. You don't want a community police review board. You want the goddamn police to run the place. And I, it's all good. I, they, if, if that's how you want it, why we got a police review board? Hey, Temple, what are you doing talking about bias-based policing? They got a bias against old people. That includes you, buddy. Me too. And Ms. Clary. We are underrepresented. But that isn't what the issue is. The issue is simply helping the police not to have such an antagonistic attitude towards the public who they interface with most of the time. There is no representative from the groups that are attacked or have to deal with police. The community needs to run the police department, not, not the police union, not these other things. And your efforts, hey, they're good. You know, Temple and Clary come in here, and the next thing you know, you snap your fingers, and they're on the work group. How the hell did that happen? Come on, man. Talk about whether or not you knew about all this stuff going on. It's a rigged deck. I got some other comments about other stuff. Um, okay. Um, any other public comment? Thank you, Mr. Watts. Dr. Turner, there's no other um, folks here in the chambers. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm going to um, move on to the um, next agenda item, which is uh, 2020 PR complaint summary that we received from Chiang. There are three on there, um, none related to but to give the board members any opportunity to speak about anything the complaint that we just received from March of 2023. And Ms. Tomei, if I missed anything, please let me know. Well, your audio was cutting out a little bit again, So, I, but I think what you just said was you were going to turn it over to Chief to hear from him and his report. <laughs> So sorry, guys. Um, they're installing Google Fiber over here, so I'm so sorry. Can you hear me? I don't know if it would help, but sometimes if you turn off your video, it helps your audio, the, the, the okay. band. Okay. How about now? Sounds good so far. <laughs> okay, so what I was going to say, is, I'm going to apologize. We're having Google Fiber installed over here. Um, 
sorry, I'm sorry for my internet connection, <laughs> but I was going to turn it over to the next agenda item, which is the complaint for March 2023, the complaint that we received from Chief. There's three of them, okay? None of them have to do with racial or bias-based. I wanted to turn it over to the board members if they have any comments or anything they wanted to add. Chief, you are free as well. We'd love your on anything that you would like to provide. Well, I guess I can, uh, I'd like to make a comment. Uh, as reflected, I guess, in the minutes from March 9th, uh, we had considerable discussion about PC 22-129 and uh, heard considerable public comment about it. And... Uh, in, in fact, uh, it generated some interest, enough interest that we uh, consulted with the city attorney's office. Uh, it's my belief that the Citizen Police Review Board does not have the ability to review the matter for two reasons. First, the complainant was not involved in the incident, did not incur harm or injury uh, from the incident, and therefore does not have standing to bring a complaint of the police department's decision regarding his complaint to this board. The standing conclusion is consistent with the state law that our ordinance, that our code provision was modeled after. Are you an attorney, buddy, to make that kind of statement? It's not identical, but uh, the... Um, the standing conclusion is consistent with state law, and it's based upon uh, my consulting with the city attorney's office. Second, well, let them come in and say it. Yeah, I'd ask um, that Mr. Watts' right. audio turned off at this point. Uh, okay, are you going to ask, or would you ask? Would Mr. Watts, can you please keep the peace, please? Um, Second, even if the, I'm sorry, go ahead. Dr. Turner, did you have something more to say? Um, you go ahead, Mr. Temple. That's, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. Second, even if the complainant had standing to bring an appeal of the police department's decision, the allegation of bias based on the homelessness, homeless status of the in of the individual person does not meet the definition of racial or other bias-based policing as set forth in section 1-2503A of the city code. While the Citizen Police Review Board is required to forward all complaints to the police department, it is not the type of complaint, the decision of which can be appealed to the Citizen Police Review Board as the city code is currently written. Um, I know uh, that there's been considerable discussion about what people would like to have the code provisions provide, but we're, we got to deal with it the way it's written now. No, we and don't. The way it's written now is that the, this board doesn't have the jurisdiction to hear a, an appeal from that complaint. So that's, that's my position on it. Uh in 
we will have public comment after this, but just keep the peace, Mr. Watts, please. Um, is there any, you know, and we all received that memoranda. So I, is there any other board members that put to that previous complaint that's not part of this March 2023 complaint, complaint that had been um, very prominent for us, um, but I want to keeping the focus on our current complaints as well. So if any of members would like to speak, please do. This is Board Member Clary, and you may remember that I raised this concern uh, last month. Um, obviously, at this point, especially after um, additional input and uh, further research, I completely agree. Dr. Turner, you're on mute. If you're. What's the question? Uh, we had trouble hearing you. I didn't know if you were trying to, to chime in or not. I don't think it, there's any other comments from any of the board members about the complaint report. I'm sorry. I just want to make sure that I'm under, I'm hearing everyone clearly. So there was no other comments on the current complaint. I don't believe so. No. I don't believe so. Okay. Um, is there any public comment pertaining to um, the March 2023 complaint? Um, I know Mr. Temple brought up um, com a complaint that we received a memorandum on and a result that was not um, ideal for some citizens, but um, is there any public comment pertaining to um, this conversation about our current complaints? Um, I will state that yes, um, um, Chief, if you would like to even provide any type of um, input in per pertaining to the March 2023. There's only three of them. Um, if you have anything to say about this summary, um, I would just, you know, encourage you to do so. Um, if not, we're going to um, move forward with the agenda after we have public comment. And of course, I would, before public comment, I would like to give the chief the opportunity to discuss the, um, the complaint summary he provided us was from March 2023. Thank you, Dr. Turner. I don't have anything to add unless uh, you all have some questions. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't have any comments about the March um, 2023 complaint because, of course, they do not pertain to anything involving racial or bias-based com um, complaints or policing. Um, and it, it sounds like the board members do not as well. So I'm going to turn it over to public comment. And it looks like Mr. Watts has his hand up. So um, without further ado, Mr. Watts. 
Uh, thank you. You know, this issue of standing has a bit of obscenity and absurdity to it. You know, the police use video to convict people on burglary matters or criminal matters or any kind of stuff. Now, who has standing if it's on video? If I see a video of the police abusing people, I should be able to be able to file a complaint. That's part of the reality of uh, using of the public using video to protect itself as we enter this mass uh, observation society that we're in with cameras everywhere. Um, the police have to get used to the public having cameras. So this idea of not having standing is ridiculous. Let me get this right. You have to be the person who's been victimized in order to make the complaint. What happens if you get rolled by the police in the police station and they convince you it's not a good idea to file a complaint, but you have somebody else do it? Well, is that other person putting him in jeopardy? I don't know. And Mr. Temple, it's very irritating that you're working behind the scenes like this. You and Ms. Clary brought in as company ringers and ignorant people. What is your stake in this? Is it to protect the chief of police and the uh, town executive team, Ms. Wheeler? Or is it to protect the public? Who are you trying to protect, buddy? This is fun. It really is, because I've been doing this for more than six years, and we've now graduated to absolutely nothing. Woohoo! Thank you, Mr. Watts, um, for your comments. Um, I am planning to, um, first I want to ask, is there any other public comment? Um, Ms. Tomei, you're there, so could you let me know? Uh, there's nobody else in our chambers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, can I say one other thing real quick? Absolutely. People, um, I know, People, a lot of people, maybe a lot, would like this code provision to be broader. And I would encourage people who, who disagree with the position that I that I spoke to earlier. Nobody gives a shit. It's our job to watch them. Sit down and don't don't pontificate, buddy. You made your spots, Mr. Watt. Keep the peace. Uh, Mr. Temple, please proceed. Keep track of those things that you don't like about the current ordinance. And those are things that the work group, the newly formed work group, needs to hear. We're all making lists of things that we might think need to be changed in the ordinance. And members of the public should be doing the same thing and bring those concerns to the work group. That's that's how I think it needs to be handled because this board for better or for worse has to follow what the code provisions currently say. And I've said that a couple of times tonight, but uh, that's what I think we're limited to. Thank you. Thank you, um, Mr. Temple. Um, any other board members, um, chief, anyone with any other commentary? This board member Littleton, you know, I'm going to try to minimize what I have to say here in reference to what Greg is saying. I encourage public participation to come out and be a part of the public 
and it's all public meetings. So come be a part because the voice, your voices get to be heard. Then you, you can say some through all of our meetings here. But at the end of the day, when we sit down at the table together with the stakeholders and we get everybody's input, and that includes all of the public, they need to hear what you want. Be it Mr. Watson, they just said that we cannot present to the work. But there will be public meetings. There's two of them. So there will be at minimum two, but you're still going to be heard. And I, I just want to encourage folks that this is your opportunity when you have stakeholders at the table to, to come and say what it is that you really want. The meeting with is with the facilitator. Mr. Watts, I will do public comment right after this. I wrap up to what I want to say is that I, I just I want to encourage people to come out and, and say what they want, because that's when your time is. And it's really in, in, important with the stakeholders at the table. We have yet to have LPD, LPOA, community members and our board all together. And it's going to be critical that everybody has a voice in it. As to, at the end of the day, what do we want to present to the city commission for us to go forward for our duties, for the complaint review process, all of that. And everybody gets to have a say. But if you don't show up, if you don't speak up, then you, you won't get to have a say. So. Of course, I'm talking when I'm muted. <laughs> Gotta love them. Um, but I was just saying, um, thank you, board member Littleton. That's very true. You know, we have to be able to encourage citizens, um, you know, anyone that needs to feel like they need to use their voice to come out and use it um, and be an advocate. Um, so what I will do, because we're down to our last final agenda item, I'm going to offer um, just a few minutes of public comment to talk about the complaints, the March 2023 complaints and what board member Temple and board member Littleson had to say. And then we're going to move to discussing our future agenda items. And then we will discuss um, our next meeting and close out this meeting for the board meeting for tonight. So is there any general public comment? And it looks like Mr. Watts has his hand up. So, Mr. Watts, of course. You know, Ms. Turner, I appreciate your work, Ms. Turner. I'm not accustomed to being given these speaking opportunities. Typically, it's been three minutes, and that's it. In addition, these these oh. these 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 these, these semi uh, sycophant brown nosers for the town executive team who just come into this meeting and come up with these ridiculous ideas, Ms. Littleton. There will be no public input in the work group meetings. That is what Ms. Toomey has indicated just tonight. The public will meet with the facilitator. Let's clarify that. Take away my three minutes or whatever. Can you can you clarify right now what I just said, please? Mr. White, go ahead. Go ahead. Me too. No. What I said was that we have a facilitator who will lead these meetings. They're going to be community conversations. The board, the work group members will be present. Will there be a dialogue and an exchange going back and forth? Or will it be a 
sense of banality and an academic exercise. You see, there's so much money tied up in this that people cannot speak openly because they're afraid of their station in life and their station inside the cabal of this community, given one fiefdom after another as they manipulate their way socially. Um, it is encouraging to hear that the entire work group will be at the public meetings. You know, when the CityGate report was done, and there was a, quote, open meeting. It was the closest it ever came. Uh, I hope you all are familiar with the city gate process and the study. It was brought in, and these guys are up there saying, well, we were clearly vetted. They weren't vetted. They were handpicked by Brandon McGuire to do what they wanted to do. This is the process that is going on in Lawrence, Kansas. We decide what we, how the executive team decides how they want to do it, and then they manipulate. Six years we've been doing this. Six years. I don't think, Ms. Turner, I'm happy to have an engagement with any of these people and go over all of the notes that I've sent in. This is not an academic exercise to me. I have spent 50 years as a change agent inside these systems, working with them and making them better. And I resent bitterly being told about systems development. What a load of malarkey. There's too much to talk about. I would be happy to engage in dialogue. I appreciate your efforts, Ms. Turner, to go over the alternative use of force policy. I have provided an alternative. Nobody else has done that. I keep hearing, oh, the NAACP wants to do this. Nobody ever uses names around here. How many? One person? Two person? Is the, is the color of my skin the problem? Is that what bias-based policing can be said all about? That I don't get to say what's going on because I'm white and I don't count? And the idea of controlling the police is only for, quote, oppressed black people? I'm here to tell you it is not about color. Color is a side issue. It is about economics. Anyway, thank you for the time. And I'm encouraged that the we will have an opportunity to produce in these meetings. But... We have to have a dialogue back and forth instead of listening to the cop-splaining and the equivocation that goes on. Surely you academicians understand what equivocation is. Okay, thanks. Thank you, Mr. Watts. And honestly, I will say that I have high confidence that the work group is going to yield um, community engagement groups um, when that time comes. I have full confidence that we will be able to have dialogue with the citizens of Lawrence, Kansas. So I feel confident in that um, full diversity and everything. So thank you for public comment and we will take it to heart. Always do. Any other further comment, public comment? I do not see any. Thank you, Ms. Tomei. All right. We we are going to move on to um, agenda item D, which is future agenda items. Um, there's a couple of points on here, discussion of meeting minutes, staff liaison discussion. Um, I'm, of course, like I said, this is my first time um, running this meeting. So if anyone has any input for our future agenda meetings, of course, that's going to, since we do not have a chair and a vice chair, which is their responsibility to create the um, meeting minutes, which is kind of why I was encouraging us to at least vote for a chair, even if we don't vote for a vice chair. Um, 
I want to at least take it from the board since I'm running this meeting. Um, if there's any future agenda items, uh, Ms. Tomei, please give me your input. If there's anything I'm missing, um, Chief, same thing. Um, um, let me know if for our next agenda, um, anything you guys would like to have on there for sure. So I might just offer that um, this was a couple of items that were brought up for uh, potentially being on an agenda. And um, what I suggested to um, Ms. Bickford was uh, to handle this similar to how the city commission handles these items where they're placed on this part of the agenda so that you all can decide if this is something that there is consensus um, or a majority of you all uh, that you want to work on as a group. Um, so I'm not sure who uh, who brought these forward as potential topics, but um, I don't know if you want to handle them one at a time. I don't know uh, but this was just a, an attempt at trying to give you all an opportunity to say is discussion of how the meeting minutes are handled something that this group wants to take on. Um, and likewise is the discussion about who serves as the staff liaison something that the group is interested in spending their time and energy on. And this board member Littleton, I, I actually brought up um, the meeting minutes discussion so I can kind of speak to that and we can open up for some discussion, see if we want to um, move forward with this further. Um, I've really heard, um, well, I'm kind of in watching the city commission and how they keep track of their meeting minutes for public comment. I know we're lacking in ours. Um, I would like to see it on our so we have some idea if it's not on the agenda and especially that we have it on our meeting minutes so we know what they spoke of. Um, so I'm open for the discussion of how we, you know, what that would look like. But I would preface with that in reaching out to the city that I know that um, in the comment I'm looking at here that the there's a committee looking at the advisory board structures right now and part and parcel to that is that they're looking at how the agendas, the meeting minutes, all of that and the meetings, how they are ran and how the meeting minutes are put together. And so we don't want to get ahead of what the city commission ends up deciding to do. But currently we can talk about us as a board. Would we like to have something added to our meeting minutes in consideration, right, for public comment, since we don't really capture any of that. And I think that's something that's missing. You know, they, the public's ask about it. They uh, Plus, besides that, I would like to know, I can go back and refer, besides just watching the whole video, that they brought up some particular topics. I think it would be good to list the members of the public who spoke. Uh, and maybe <laughs> what they spoke about, but to encapsulize some of the comments here tonight, I think would be nearly impossible. Um, and they and <clears throat> cause more disputes about what they said. I mean, if it was not written up the exact way they wanted it, then they would be here to complain about that. And we get in, that would uh, really be a waste of time in my mind. But I don't have a problem with just identifying the person 
and, and saying they spoke about the work group okay. without saying. And then if someone seeing that wants to find out what they talked about specifically, they can go to the tape. Um, I guess, I don't know whether, how would that create any problems for the police person who's, who's doing the minutes? No, as long as the person identified themselves, not, right. uh, not everybody identifies themselves. So we could just say something like an unknown speaker. Right. Spoke about whatever. I mean, I don't think they um, have to if they don't want to. No, we don't require that. Right. Um, so, yeah. And, and yeah. Yeah. I mean, that wouldn't be a huge burden. I do agree that if we were trying to capture what somebody was saying, that that would then create disputes about, well, I didn't say it that way or I said it this way. All of these meetings are on, uh, they're recorded. And if you go in after we do the uh, meeting minutes, you can actually select an item and it will take you right to the item in the video. So you, you can see where each item was discussed. And that's something that a lot of people may not be aware of. So if you go to previous, you won't be able to do it on tonight's meeting until we get the minutes done. But if you go back to March's meeting, you can click on the agenda items and it'll take you right to that item and you can listen to the discussion. And honestly, Chief, I think that's like the best way for anyone to get verification of what was said in any CPRB meeting. Um, I don't know how you can get clearer than that, but I, I really agree. I, I like what Miss um, Board Member Littleton is explaining, you know, um, but I think ideally for um, us as board members, we need to just make sure we're keeping into account the public comment because the goal is to get um, more citizens and more community engagement with our board and um, we're not quite there yet. So um, I'm open to um, board member Littleton's suggestion, but I also um, think Chief is keeping it 100% that these um, meetings are recorded. So everything there, if but the public's awareness, they might not be aware of that. Um, if any other board member has any other commentary before I move to public comment before our last agenda item, please uh, go ahead and speak. Board member Cleary, um, I'd love your input. I'm sorry, on the minutes and capturing public comment? No, I, I just would love to, um, we haven't heard from you much tonight, so I just would like to know if you, how you feel about, you know, the conversation regarding public comment, recording, um, the compilation of what's being said by the public. Um, well, I'm absolutely in agreement with Mr. Temple that if we try to capsulize what was said uh, briefly, uh, it's very subjective and it's, um, it's just apt to create more misunderstanding than anything, but to keep a list of um, even the most basic description of the topic and the fact that there were comments on it would be helpful. Um, short of having an entire transcript, which is not practical for a lot of reasons, uh, and probably not of interest to most people that might click on the minutes. Um, there's really no way to do it well, other than to 
key the minutes to the video. It, if I might suggest, if it would be helpful, um, if you all are interested in this, we could bring back next meeting um, options. One thing that we haven't talked about here that I know some other boards do is just say, person, Casey Toomey provided public comment so that at least the, the name is there and that they gave public comment, but the content isn't isn't there. Um, it might also say Casey Toomey or Chief Lockhart presented the monthly complaint report. So it's it says that the that there was public comment, but it doesn't try to attempt to to encapsulate or summarize somebody's comments. So, like I said, if it would be helpful, we could bring that back and say, this is what this might look like. This is what this might look like. You all can look at it and react. Or if you're ready to, like to direct tonight, this that would board be board member Littleton, I, I like the idea. Yeah, I, and I do want it simple. simple. Not get too far into it, but it, it have some options to show us. That'd be great. that consensus of do we need a vote for it can, can we get some um sorry um dr turner can we get some public comment on that please oh yeah absolutely um public comment mr watts dr turner i want you to understand i spent five years inside the bowels of the department of correction at the standard at the state reception and diagnostic center and the Kansas Reception and Diagnostic Center, writing psychosocial evaluations to free imprisoned individuals and to prevent them from going to prison. I'm very well aware of what goes on in the Department of Corrections. That being said, nobody is asking for a transcript with respect to minutes. We are asking for a he said, she said, old school style. The <laughs> Do you guys hear yourselves looking at the restrictions that you place, impediments in the path? We got old man Temple talking about, oh, they'll just complain about this is that what i am an old cranky man mr temple you think i'm going to come in and complain about what is written on a he said she said on a good faith effort you know some progress has been made actually right this very minute in terms of at least adding the names these records are not researchable the common citizen does not go through hours and hours of video looking for stuff. You got to give a leg up, man. Everything you guys is doing is set aside to make life easier for government. I spent my life as a civil servant working in government, always honoring my um, oath to the Constitution first. I was told when I was doing stuff in Hawaii, we they didn't mean that when they passed that law. Inside the Department of Corrections, I was told, we don't follow state law. We follow general orders, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You, you guys are making a joke, man, that you don't want to put down what actually goes on in the meetings. How did people do this all these many years ago before all of this advanced software and computer stuff? It is not a problem. It, it is simple. And you can create a transcript just like that with a, you know, speech to text software. So, at least you're making some progress in terms of adding some little stuff. But it's really funny watching all the restrictions that you want to put in place. It's just like when the thing first started. The list of who could not be on the police review board was pages. It was incredible. Miss Littleton probably remembers some of that. But at any rate, go ahead on. Thank you. <laughs> funny shit.
There's no one else in the room to give public comment. Oh dear, we seem to have lost Dr. Turner. Uh oh. <clears throat> okay. Well, hope she is able to hop back. Um, let's see. She had indicated that she uh, was having the cable installed, so perhaps AT&T has severed the connection and making a connection. Um, shall we move on? Yeah, I, I, this board member Littleton, I will speak to the next one. Um, the staff liaison discussion and uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry, before we do that, I'm sorry. I, I think Dr. Turner had maybe alluded to, do we want to, to make a motion? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm big on motions. I like to have clear direction on what yeah. we're supposed to do for you all when we, when we leave. So it, we like that too. Do you, did, did we hear, um, bring back kind of two different options of what it might look like yeah. or. I'd like to make a motion that you bring back two options for, you know, a couple options for us to consider. Okay. Second. Um, and then we would need a roll call vote. So um, board member Littleton. Aye. Board member Cleary. Aye. Board member Temple. Aye. And we, we are without uh, Dr. Turner, but um, three passes. Okay. So we will do that. Okay. Thank you. Okay, now. Sorry, this is board member Littleton regarding uh, future agenda items. Staff lays on discussion. Briefly discussed this with um, Jordan Bickford. She actually placed this um, for the agenda. So uh, I, I would like to entertain that discussion to consider a possible amendment, but we would need to decide if that's what we would like to consider, obviously, as a board make an amendment as far as, Greg, do you understand it's uh, on the bylaws as far as the staff lays on? Okay. Grab it. Let me turn to the bylaws and you can tell me what Absolutely. it is. Yeah, it's, it's in the bylaws under um, section six. Let's see, Article three. 3, Section 6, where it says the Chief of Police or his or her designee shall serve as staff liaison between the city and the board. What article are you on? 3, <clears throat> and under Section 6. Okay, thank you. Now, what was the change? Well, the, no change. We just want to discuss, look, okay. consider discussing to amend this in the bylaws. So just consideration. So, and so the city code has a provision as well regarding liaison that the minutes that the bylaws can't conflict with. You're, you're in the ordinance. Yes. Correct. Right. So they both would have to be considered. Yes. Right. <laughs> Which might be something, this board member Clary, might be something that should be referred to the work group. Mm 
and I and this board member Littleton, you know, absolutely, if that would go into the purview, since that's not in the scope of the work group. It's tr strictly my understanding for our 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 duties, our oversight, and um, the complaint process. True. <laughs> It, it is accurate that a change to the ordinance would have to be approved by the city commission, though. Correct. Yeah. So right now, the city ordinance says the chief of police may designate an employee of the city to be his liaison to the board, and such designee shall serve as a non-voting ex officio member of the board. So we can't change that. But I'm. Uh, do you have a suggested change to the bylaws? I do not. This is this was started um, by Jordan Bickford, and it was just a you know beginning discussion that she would like to, and and I second that. Um, so there's there could be a lot of discussion involved in that. Okay. Well, I would have to hear what the problems are with the current bylaws that we would be trying to fix or change. For me to uh, for to have a discussion about it's the consider Greg it's the consideration of of be it the chief or a designee as staff liaison and, and changing that that person as the liaison and that's where Jordan Beckford wanted to have a discussion. Okay. So that would take us going and making a request to the city commission to change the the ordinance. Yes. I'd say that'd be an uphill battle <laughs> because well, certainly they're happen. they're wanting a more comprehensive review of the whole thing. Yeah. They'd want to know what the problem is now, I guess. That would be a fair I'm new to see any problem. Yeah, that'd be a fair assessment. Um, brief discussion was a conflict of interest. So we can certainly, if we want to, that's the th first thing is, do we want to, con you know, do we want to consider with Jordan Bifford not here? Um, do we want to take on this consideration? I know I've been described as a sycophant brown noser, but I don't see a problem with the chief's interaction with us in the two meetings I've set through. He certainly doesn't control the discussion that the board has that I've seen. And so I don't see a problem. I don't see him as having any undue influence on the board. We one of the things we are charged with doing is to working with the police department to try to deal with issues of race and other bias-based policing. And so I think the contact with the police is important, but you're right. We don't want to uh, allow the police to run this board or to have the appearance that it's doing that, but I uh, will need their help. You're right on, remember Littleton, you're, you're absolutely right that we do need, obviously the chief's input, we need, you know, need him to be an active member to some degree in our in our meetings um or 
unfortunately, some sometimes before before your time, he had to take a much larger role because if we don't have strength in our chair, that's a that is a, has been a challenge. And I'm just speaking very factual. Um, and so there are some things to just be considered there. But we do want and need, obviously, to have the chief party to doesn't mean he has to be the actual liaison, though, um, in order to be that. So, and I'm only speaking really from some of the statements made from Jordan Bickford, um, but also from myself, too, having known that that part of that is that you, you know, your chair needs to be running your meetings, you know, sufficiently and efficiently. Um, and for, for him to not have to entertain running the meetings. And I do, Dr. Kerr's back. Yes. <laughs> I am so sorry. And um, this is one of the meetings where you we see the realities of technology. So I apologize that my Google Fiber in AT&T is loving me so much tonight. Um, I switched over from Midco, and this is what I'm going through. Um, no, not to put that on the record, but um, yes, um, I am so sorry, you guys. I'm sorry, Mr. Watts, um, and I'm sorry to the board members that my internet cut out. Um, I'm assuming that we're still on um, public comment for the future agenda items. We, we, we wrapped up the discussion of the first one, the discussion of meeting minutes. Okay. And we've moved on to a conversation about the staff liaison role. And um, that's where do we, we're at. Do we need to revisit the motion that was made when Dr. Turner was gone? Because I think I'm a little worried that we lost our quorum when she left us. I was kind of thinking that as well. So, <laughs> so that motion may not be official. Uh, we revisit. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, um, I don't want to take up more time than is necessary. It sounds like you guys had a good conversation going on in terms of the staff and finishing up. I just want to let you guys wrap up anything additional you need to state. Let's finish the staff liaison discussion because Dr. Turner's here. We can bring her into that discussion okay. and then we'll go back and sure. bring that, that up. Okay, uh, thank you, Mr. Wilton. Dr. Turner, just to kind of get you up to speed, um, I brought up on the future agenda item on staff liaison um, that's on that agenda item that Jordan Bickford had wanted that on the agenda, and I was explaining, uh, giving some backdrop on that as far as bringing it for discussion so that's kind of where we're at is discussing do we want to, to take a motion to, to further this for consideration for amending the bylaws and our ordinance ultimately we would have to do that if we decided to make any changes to um, it's article three section six of the bylaws and it just speaks to and you don't necessarily have to go to it but it speaks to the chief of police or his or he his or her designee shall serve as staff liaison between the city and the board. And it speaks further about the minutes and, and the meeting stuff. But we're just in that discussion stage right now. Um, so we welcome any thoughts that you might have about this and considering talking about it further for a possible amendment to this. 
Um, thank you for updating me, um, board member Littleton. Um, I know this is um, something that kind of we've discussed in the past regarding revising the ordinance. So um, are you wanting to add this to a future agenda item, possibly voting to revise the ordinance or um, what, what, what is your intent with this recommendation? Uh, this board member Littleton, uh, mine is at this point is just really just having this discussion decide, do we as a board want to further this as a, an agenda item um, for consideration to amend currently, um, once again, the bylaw and the ordinance referencing the, the staff liaison position, do we want to consider changing up the terminology and the wording and the way it's laid out? So with that, would, uh, sorry, the I have is would the that change like the chief being the staff liaison? It, like if if that's the case, then I I just want to make sure that I'm I'm not trying to. I, I think it's very beneficial that we have the chief involved. That's all I'm going to say. No, Doctor Turner, that's exactly what we've said here too. Is that you know. I mean, and I'm not saying one way or the other. So when I make the comments, I'm not making from my perspective. I'm just giving different options here that um, the way it's written now, obviously, he fulfills that position. Um, we all agree that we that it's imperative that the chief is part you know, of our board meetings doesn't necessarily need to serve in the capacity of the staff liaison. Um, and that was why it was brought up for consideration by uh, Jordan Bickford to be to start with. Um, so really, that's kind of where we're at. We're just we're discussing that. Do we want to consider that further? Dr. Turner, I, can't, I don't know if it was mentioned that in order for this to happen, um, the city commission would have to approve the recommendation from you all to make those changes to the ordinance and to the bylaws. Thank you, Ms. Tomei. I need to know that. <laughs> um, is there any um, other board member that would like to add to this before I move the public comment before our final um, closing agenda item? Well, I earlier expressed the, the my opinion that I don't see a need to address that issue at this point. If it becomes a problem in the future, I have no problem revisiting it, but I don't see the problem now. And so I would be for not putting it on a future agenda at this time. This is board member Clary, uh, I would hazard a guess that the chief would be extremely relieved with the change. <laughs> but um, again, I, you know, it, it, we we all need to work together, and it, I appreciate his presence here. Um, and I think what we have to do is um, pull our weight so that he can just fulfill his role. Um, and at this point, I haven't been here long enough to know if that's possible. Um, thank you, Board Member Clary and Board Member um, Temple for your input. Um, 
like I said, from my perspective, um, the chief at that agent is critical to the success of our um, board and moving forward. I think there's some misperceptions that exist um, regarding our chief, and I hope that in the future with the work group that we can work to remedy what those issues are. But right now, I cannot see any reason to change his position um, in our board. So I will um, move forward to public comment for this so that we can um, discuss our future board um, meeting and um, close out the meeting for the night. So um, Mr. Watts. Hi, thank you. You know, I think it I, I, just in the spirit of friendship, first and competition, second, I want the board to understand that when I address a public board, I'm not addressing individual human beings. I'm addressing entities for the government. If you choose to take that personally, that's on you. Um, you you're not persons on this board. You are the board. You, uh, I'm not here to serve you. I'm not here to kowtow to you. You work for me. I don't mean that personally for this board is for anybody in government. I address the House of Representatives and the United States Senate the same goddamn way. Excuse my French. I had to put it in there for alacrity. Um, this idea of, <laughs> of course the police are necessary for this process. They're good people. The police will do as directed we must direct them. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The public must control the police. The idea of, uh, you know, also to let you know, the two new members, I have volunteered for this board since its inception. I'm not afraid to get in there and work because I have a vision for the reimagination of policing, not just in Lawrence, Kansas, but for the United States of America. And what better place to begin than Lawrence, Kansas, which is supposed to be a kinder and gentler place. With a 70 plus year history, personally, of this place, of Lawrence, I'm here to tell you that when you scratch the veneer of this community, it's not exactly what you think. This is a community that ran the first black police chief out of town by the police department. So as I reimagine policing, I reimagine, I imagine policing that centers around not putting hands on people and doing what goes on in the rest of the world or rest of the developed world in terms of reimagining how to do the job. The old ways don't work anymore. We don't need more police, we need less police. But Going on with these minutes at the lkpd.org website, where the emails now go to for the meeting is insidious because it is a metaphor for who controls. The police are part of our town. They are not a separate entity. They must be brought into the fold and not be allowed to think they're different than the rest of the other part of our government. And so it is important not to just sit there and go through the, the, the machinations, which is kind of what you're doing right now, you know? So anyway, the minutes, I've lost my train of thought in terms of not being able to interface with you as the discussions go on. I'd be happy to be on there on the board. You know, I serve a good role out here as a member of the public. In some ways, it's far more effective than sitting there and 
twiddling your thumbs unless that's what your real purpose is. Is that really what the purpose is? And I'm starting to get the impression after, well, it's actually gone on seven years of struggling for a community police review board, that that's what you guys do. You want to protect each other and worry about the feelings of government officials. It's incredible. At any rate, that's enough for now. Thank you, Mr. Watts. I appreciate your feedback. Okay, guys, um, we are going to move on to um, our last agenda item, which is our next meeting, which is going to be on May 11, 2023. Um, I know that in the meantime, we are working on scheduling our first meeting for the work group as well, um, coming up next week. So, um, Ms. Ms. Tomei, if there's anything I'm getting wrong here, um, in terms of our next meeting, I'm just announcing it. Um, I don't know Doing if great. the board has any objection to that. Nope, you're doing great. Thank I you. I think we're ready for our motion to Excuse Well, we need to circle back to the, yes, I'm sorry. To the motion. That. Well, that, what, <laughs> this board member Littleton, I do have a couple of questions. I, want, I wanted to ask, just so we have an understanding, I, I'm not aware of when the work group is going to start beginning to meet. So I was curious of the timeline for that. The hope is that they will meet in the next three or four weeks. Okay. There, There's a doodle poll out. It's <laughs> that work for all 12 members um, because we don't want to have a meeting that doesn't work for all of the members. Sure. So. Okay. So next, within the next month. All right. That's I'm really hoping it will be within the month of April, but it might get pushed into the first few days of May. Okay. The other thing, uh, Dr. Turner, if you don't mind, I just wanted, and it's not down here for the future agenda item that I know that Jordan and I meant to put item. Um, is, and I would kind of direct this a little bit to the chief. I would like something that didn't make it to the agenda. I think we canceled our February meeting. I think it was February. Um, but I would like to try to get scheduled be it maybe May or June. Um, we can t talk about it to get um, Officer Allison Haddad in. Um, I had met with her and um, got some collaboration going with her and the PFLAG chapter uh, representatives as they began their new venture here in Lawrence. Um, and I would like to give some platform to them. I get a little bit of feedback from Officer Haddad. I know she had a lot of great initiatives that she's wanting to do or maybe already doing in our community. So um, I guess what I'm looking for, and I can always reach out to her chief, um, is um, giving some kind of a, you know, a simple presentation about where kind of where she's at um, and also give a chance for the peak flag representatives to come before us. So the, those of you who don't know, uh, Officer Haddad is our LGBTQIA oh, plus liaison yes. for the police department. Sorry, I'm and she was appointed to that role last summer and uh, has been doing some some good stuff getting going. And so we'd be happy to have her come in and introduce her to you all. Did you hear that, Dr. Turner? Could you state that one more time, Chief? Yeah. Uh, Officer Haddad is our LGBTQIA plus liaison for the police department. Okay. Oh, thank you. Okay. 
So just so a little background, Dr. Turner, real quick is, I don't know, it's been several months ago, um, I met with Officer Haddad um, because I have been advocating, you know, for the last four and a half years to get someone in that role. And we've had actually two officers in the department, um, but now Officer Haddad is in that role. So we met and talked about different things she's looking to do. Um, uh, which are great ideas for our community. Um, and then also I asked if I could get her to come to a PFLAG meeting since they just started the chapter here in Lawrence. And so I've gotten them together and they're starting to collaborate. So I wanted to get that form for future meeting. That's wonderful, um, Board Member Littleton. Um, absolutely. I made note of it. Um, of course, again, I'm not the chair um, or the vice chair. So hopefully by our next meeting, we will have an idea of who's going to serve what leadership role. Um, May 11th worked for everybody. And we have a game plan on our future agenda items. I will communicate with Chief and Ms. Tomei on that um, regarding the notes they taken in today's meeting. Um, in closing this meeting, uh, Ms. Tomei, I'm going to try to write. Um, I'm assuming we have to have a motion to close this meeting. Um, now, do I need to, to take public? Go ahead. What? We needed to go back. We were going to go back. We had made it while you were having your technical difficulty. We had made a motion, but we realized that without you, we didn't have a quorum present. And so we need to go back and have that motion redone. <laughs> so it was, um, it was a motion to um, have on the next agenda uh, discussion of the way that the meeting minutes um, reflect public comment. And I believe the motion was to have us bring back two different options for you all to consider. Um, so that motion was made by board member Littleton and seconded by. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> board member Temple. And then we just needed to do a roll call vote. So we did a roll call vote, and, but let's do another one. So board member Temple, or I'm sorry, board member Littleton. Aye. Board member Clary. Aye. Board member Temple. Aye. And uh, board member Dr. Turner. Aye. Okay. There we go. Thank you. And one board member Littleton. One last thing we did, I think we kind of decided on the staff liaison to leave that as it is. That was what okay. I took a discussion. Can I can I ask a question here too? Um as I understand there is a bias-based police team with the department. Is that accurate? Um, we have a, a team that does our bias-based policing training. Is that what you're asking about? Yeah. Yeah. It's guess, fair and impartial policing is what we call it. Okay. And have we been trained in in what they do and what they say? And We, we did bring it to the group, um, a, a meeting uh, this last summer. Okay. Um, and uh, they did a brief presentation. It's really hard to capture it, though. It's a it's a four to eight hour course, so it's really hard to capture it and you know a ten or fifteen minute presentation. Uh, but if you want to come out, we're we're happy to set you up with them. You can sit down and kind of go through some of it with them. Maybe more meaningful if it's more of a one on one or one on two. One on two. It might be uh, good to because there's so many new members to the board. Uh, 
if we had some kind of presentation here for the public, is what I'm thinking. We might also want to do like the outreach subcommittee may want to meet with them too at some point or one or more members, but it might be good to have a presentation here. But what, what do the rest of the board think? Um, this board member Littleton, I'm going to kind of add to that, but it's a little different and I'm going to bug the chief on this again. I know there's a current police academy going on currently. Um, and I really want to get any and all of us into some of those trainings um, since there's not been a citizen's academy in the last five years. So with, and I think the chief has said, that's fine. We just needed to get, um, if we can get an itinerary um, since we haven't, you know, we don't have any knowledge on it, but if we can get that soon, cause I don't know how long that's going yet. It'll they'll graduate in June. So we need to get with it. So if we could get maybe that pretty quick and, and get that distributed that way we can go to that but i don't know that that will include what you're asking for greg specifically so well i don't know if they cover that in between now and june will they cover i, I don't it? know when they'll cover but they do cover it in the academy i don't have this and is the is us setting in on an academy class a possibility absolutely and you're all welcome to do that we just need we to have, have Oh, go ahead. sorry we just need to have you know we need to know an itinerary so when those meet yeah, so that maybe that would solve that what I was asking about. We would also need to be cognizant that if a quorum of the CPRB board is present, it would be a public meeting. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to have a quorum because that's not okay. public training. That's training that would reveal police techniques that may not be public things. So well, we could we could definitely address that. We can juggle, you know, what we go to or, you know, so we don't have more than three. That's that's I don't think that'd be an issue. So who who are we get so that? Chief, are you from? you're yes. committing to give us a uh, idea of what we could attend between now and yeah, I'll, I'll get the schedule and see what's left, and uh, I can just email that to everybody and let you know um, what it is. And if you want to, uh, you can make arrangements through uh, Major Cooper in the uh, Office of Professional Accountability. Great, thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, and so not a presentation at a CPRB meeting. I just can say thank you, Chief, for um, doing that for the board. Um, and then I was just going to um, proceed to say and verify that our next meeting is on May 11th. And it sounds like we have some featured and items. We have um, a game plan um, with the Chief in terms to board member Littleton request. Um, is there anything else that we need to do before um, I present the motion for adjourn adjournment? And Ms. Tomei, if I got that wrong, it, let me know. <laughs> and what, what I'll do, everybody, since we don't have a chair, I'll just email you all and just don't just message me what you want on the agenda for next month. I think we've got a good idea from the meeting. If there's something else that pops up, just let me know. Just email you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Chief. So are we, do we feel like we're okay to do our motion for adjournment? May 11th, work for everyone. Okay. Um, I, first. <laughs> I get, can I get a second? <laughs> Got it. Got a second. Second. So now we do need our roll call vote one last time. 
<laughs> your favorite. So um, we are adjourned until May 11th. Well, we got a bit. We got to do a vote. So, Board Member Littleton, aye. Board Member Clary, aye. Board Member Temple, I'm so sorry, guys. Of okay, course. Board Member Turner. Can I guess your take? <laughs> Did you say aye, Doctor okay. Turner? Clary. Did you say aye? Oh, I said I. Oh, yeah. I said I. I said yes. I said amen. Okay. <laughs> and, right. Thank you. Let me know if you would like to adjourn. I. We're we're good to go. We're adjourned. We're adjourned. We're adjourned. Thank you for your service tonight in the volunteer role. Yes, it was, thank you. It was a tough order, and you rose to the thank occasion. You. First time with uh, a charm. I have it down now. Thank you. <laughs> Y'all have a good evening. Bye -bye. Thank you. Bye bye.